We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Wednesday, it's April 19th, it is 2023. We're talking some day baseball today. we got a 10-game main sleep slate that kicks off um, at 1 p.m. on the East Coast. So, some day baseball. I love day baseball. Nothing better than some day baseball. There's a little slate at night, but we're going to focus on this early early slate here joined today by my buddy tj what's happening my friend doing pretty well to uh monday night or yeah monday tuesday night uh baseball slate didn't go too great for me have uh quite a bit of chris sale and he looked like vintage chris sale on tuesday night and so that's gonna hold me with some decent lineups but i'm with you i love some day baseball it just so enjoyable to kind of have something on throughout the day as you're working, have some scores to check in every time you got uh, a free moment. It makes the day a lot more enjoyable. The work day goes by a lot smoother. So I'm enjoy. I'm I'm ready for it. I'm excited to break it down. Yeah, my highest zone hitter on Tuesday night slate was Swinzinski. So um, we'll see how the night ends up. I, I mean, overweight on the Evaldi, like I talked about on the podcast, and then I talked about on extra survey as well. Uh, so I ended up overweight on him and we'll see how, how it kind of pans out. Like one of my most expensive bats was Jordan Alvarez and he's over. So I'm uh, hoping that he can kind of get something going. So anyway, he'll get one more That's, at that. My third highest owned batter was Swinski. I had a little bit more of Torres and Volpe, which didn't go phenomenally, but uh, I, I do have about 20% Swinski. So that helps. Richie in chat says, I stacked the twins. I'll leave it at that. He wins. He wins. All right. Nothing else to say. <laughs> All right. We got 10 games early slate. Like I said, a uh, lot to, lots to talk about on this slate. So we're going to jump right in. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind YouTube page. Help us out. We're building it up. And um, yeah, I mean, it continues to grow. So that's always awesome. So appreciate everyone for helping us out with that. If you're hanging out in chat, what's up, chat? 
Um, feel free to ask questions if you have any as we're going, and I'll try to answer them as we're moving along through these games here. So getting started with Cleveland at Detroit, eight and a half total in this game. The Guardians, a 142 favorite. We got Cal Quantrill going up against Spencer Turnbull. Um, it's a battle of something here. What are your thoughts on Cal Quantrill? I never really have any interest in playing Cal Quantrill. And, you know, he's priced up on DraftKings, too. Even though it's Detroit, I still can't imagine myself getting to any turn, any uh, Quantrill today. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you want to pick on Detroit. Um, there's no doubt about that. It's just Cal Quantrill is not the guy that I'm going to pick on Detroit with um, at 8,300. So, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not going out of my way to play Cal Quantrill. I'm never going to tell you not to play a pitcher against Detroit, but he's also a guy that has a 16% K rate and a 5X FIP since the start of last season. Does a good job, you know, limiting power, but I mean, just continues to struggle with lefties and they're going to have four to six lefties here. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I just, I'm not playing Cal, Cal Quantrill today. And like then he Spencer basically Turner, had a, he basically had a ceiling game last his last start with 104 pitches, only three earned runs. And he had 8.7 DK points. Yeah. I mean, Spencer Turnbull on the other side of this game might be one of the worst pitchers in baseball, not just um, on the slate. So six X FIP, 16% K's, 10% walks. And he does not do a good job of limiting power. Uh, any interest in Spencer Turnbull? Nope. Yeah, that's that's I like I like the Cleveland lefties here. Like, you know, obviously it's day baseball, so we might get a little bit different lineup um, just across the board. So always pay attention to that. But yeah, I mean, I like the lefties: Ramirez, Bell, Jimenez, Quan. Uh, any of the lefties that crack the lineup for Cleveland today, I'm going to have interest in. I really hope Naylor's in there. I would assume Naylor's in there. Um, he's another guy that I'd have a lot of interest in in this spot. Yeah, 100% exact same page for me. Ramirez, Naylor, Kwan, Jimenez, that's kind of the priorities for me. I don't mind mixing in somebody like Zunino in a stack. Um, I think Cleveland is a very viable tournament option today. All right, let's go to the Detroit side. Any interest in the Detroit bats here? I mean, I think there's worse that, than you can do for like a vomit stack than going uh, – pulling some Detroit lefties here. Like if Badu gets a good uh, lineup spot, I mean, still, this probably isn't a team I want a full stack, but something like a Riley Green, Carpenter, and Maton mini stack, something like that. I, I, I don't mind that for tournaments. Yeah, man, vomit stack. Haven't heard that yet this year. Um, <laughs> blender not being on the podcast this year um so far you know haven't heard that but yeah i mean carrie carpenter would be my favorite bat here from detroit and then like if you wanted to take some shots on matten like those two guys i'm not stacking detroit even though i don't think Quantrill's good uh this lineup's not great either so yeah for me on the detroit side of things it'd be matten and carpenter and then if you really want to make it a three-man whether it be green or badu would be the two guys I'd be looking at here. All right. San Francisco heading to Miami to take on the Marlins. We got Cobb and Rogers facing off in this one. Eight total pick them game. Any interest here in Alex Cobb? 
I mean, the pitching on tonight's slate is, or today's slate isn't very good. This is a guy that if he's playing well, will have a pitch count up into like close to a hundred. So yeah, I think I'm not thrilled about playing him, but I think Cobb's in play. Yeah. I mean, the matchup, you know, he could do a lot worse than facing the Marlins. They're 26 in WRC plus against right-handed pitching, 25.4% Ks. So yeah, I mean, good pitchers ballpark. Um, it'd be interesting to see with it being a day game, if the roof will be open or not, it's still pretty, it's still pretty like, it's not like scorching yet in Florida. Um, I mean, today it was like the high of 78. And if it's like that tomorrow, I haven't looked, I would assume the roof would be open or however you want to call Miami. Cause it's not technically like, I don't know, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't hate this spot for Alex Cobb. He's a he's a solid pitcher. This slate is kind of lacking like good arms, and this is a great spot. So Alex Cobb definitely in play. Uh, any interest in Rogers on the other side? He's had a decent start to the year. This is a guy that had shown some serious upside in the past and kind of fell off. 84, 92, 96 pitches in his three starts this year, 4Ks, 5Ks, 7Ks. Each have kind of gone up. He's gotten better as he's gone along here. Just due to the nature of the slates, I think Rodgers is in play if you're running a lot of lineups, but I'm not super excited about him. Oh, I am. I'm very excited about Rodgers. He's one of my favorite pitchers on the slate. Um, so it's, it's really early in the season, and I'm going to just say that to start. But San Francisco has been one of the worst teams in the league against left-handed pitching. And it makes a lot of sense if you think about their lineup in general. And Rodgers is a guy that can just dominate lefties. Well, they can't get all these lefties out of their lineup. So we're seeing them at a 29.8% K rate um, against left-handed pitching this season in 175 at-bats. They have a 0.086 0.086 ISO with a 56 WRC plus. They're bottom three in almost every stat against left-handed pitching this season. They've only hit three home runs. Um, as a team, they're hitting 211. So I think if Rodgers can have a ceiling game here, he could be one of the highest like pitchers um, points on the slate. So he kind of put it together against Arizona last time out. If he can keep the walks down against a low walk rate team with high strikeouts, Rodgers could be that guy today. So with the lack, I'll, I'll, I'll call it a lack of like ceiling type pitchers today. I think Trevor Rogers is a fantastic play here in Miami. Um, and I hope it's too hot to open the roof for Rogers sake. So uh, like the spot a lot for him. Let's go to the bats. I mean, honestly, I just kind of said why I don't like San Francisco here. Um, I mean, I, I kind of wanted Conforto to be back with the calf. We'll see if he plays or not, but lefty lefty is what I want for Rogers. So I really don't have any interest in the giants outside of Flores on maybe FanDuel um, where you can play him ball, like a utility type of spot, but I'm not playing him on DraftKings at first base. Yeah. I'm with you. I don't really have any interest in getting to San Fran today. Um, like, yes, it's possible Estrada, Davis, VR, Flores could end up being a, a functional stack, but not something I'm going to be uh, super keen on. All right. Uh, Miami side, I mean, Cobb's a solid pitcher. There's nothing like jumping off the page to me here. You know, like he's just not a guy that typically gets like hit very hard. And 
I mean, outside of like Jazz, but he's fifty four hundred. I'm not. I, I don't see myself getting to Jazz as like a one off at this price point. I'm okay with Jazz. I don't know. I I wouldn't x him out of the player pool, but he wouldn't be a major target for me. I think my favorite option would be Solaire, who's just been having a absolutely amazing start to the year. I think he's leading the league in exit velocity. If he's not, he's kind of he's top uh, top five for sure. But um, Solaire would be somebody that I definitely wouldn't want to X out of my pool just because of uh, how well he's played to start the year, but I don't think I need to stack against Cobb. All right. Fair enough. Um, moving on. We got Arizona at St. Louis 10 total in this game. And the Cardinals are anywhere from 190 to 210 favorite Bumgarner against Woodford. Um, any interest in Madison Bumgarner? Could not possibly have less. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a fantastic spot for St. Louis. Madison Bumgarner, he's just listen, man. At, at one point, like Madison Bumgarner was one of the best pitchers in baseball, and he's just not there anymore. I mean, that's the nicest way to put it, is he's just not there. He's under contract, he's getting paid, he's still putting like people in the seats because they still want to see like Madison Bumgarner pitch. But I mean, since the start of last year, 5.7 X fit 15% case 225 ISO with a 45% hit hard hit rate to righties Goldschmidt Contreras O'Neill. Um, assuming that like Arenado will be back in the lineup here. And I mean, there's going to be some cheap bats that crack the lineup. Like we could potentially get Walker at 3,300 in the lineup. So yeah, I mean, St. Louis stack, one of my favorites today for sure. Yeah, I'm with you. Like this, I think I kind of skipped Cro- Woodford, but we'll go back to him in a second. We don't need to go back to him. It's Woodford. <laughs> don't play Woodford. Um, even with a Coors Day today, like I think St. Louis is going to be my top overall stack. Like Bumgarner's just been so bad. And one of the nice things about him is like he can be bad and they'll still let him pitch. Like, he could give up five earned runs by the third inning, and if he's only at 45, 50 pitches, they're still going to let him throw another 40. Um, And so just St. Louis is such a wonderful offense. They've disappointed people all year, but that's been typically against right-handed bats. Against the lefty, and especially a lefty like Bumgarner, who struggled so much uh, at this stage of his career, I basically just want to overload on this entire team tom like edmund's probably going to lead off a $3,800 edmund uh leading off i love goldschmidt arenado i think he just got a rest day the person i'm probably going to nah like i that would be my uh i can't let my bias of wilson Contreras disappointing me at multiple points this season uh hold me back from playing him he still smashes lefties Tyler O'Neill, like Walker, this entire team I want to get to in bunches. All right. We'll go back to Jake Woodford and then we'll talk Arizona bats. Uh, we kind of talked about Bum Grinder and the Cardinals bats real quick. Uh, Woodford, I mean, he's a low strikeout guy, 13.8%, really not a big K guy. Um, I mean, tries to do everything he can to generate ground balls with his sinker. So I'm not playing Woodford here. Do you have any interest? Nope. I mean, so anytime you get a sinker baller, I 
like a cutter, a guy that throws a lot of cutters or sinkers, I like to look at like pitch data. Dude, it's just pure green. Like pure green. One of the sneakiest stacks on today's slate is the Arizona Diamondbacks. They are in a fantastic spot. They smash sinkers. And they're a team that likes to run. So, I mean, if you look at the overall stats, you're like, eh. But if you look at like pitch data here, I mean, this is a this is a really sneaky stack today. I love it. I'm all over it. This is a team that I believe is leading the league in stolen bases at this point of the season. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, this fast guy is like Perdomo and Carroll and Rojas and like this entire team, Walker, Marte. I'm I'm all Pavin Smith uh, if he cracks the lineup. Um, I love that as a sneaky stack idea. I didn't even know the pitch data, and I was somewhat interested in them due to their prices. And so, with that considered, I'm I'm all aboard. Let's fire it up. Yeah, it's it's very green. Like Marte, Rojas, Walker, Longoria. Um, I mean, Gary L. All these guys. All these guys. Like hit sinkers really hard with low whiff rates and Woodford's not a big K guy. Like this stack screams sneaky to me today. Hopefully people just kind of overlook that because the overall stats, like I said, not great. So if people are overlooking it, um, we could take advantage of Arizona here. All right. We got Texas at Kansas city, nine total pick em game Perez and singer facing off in this one. Um, any interest here in Martin Perez? Yeah, like the, I th- he's another one of those guys that it's kind of like due to the nature of the slate, I'm somewhat interested in. I, I'm down to get in some lineups. He's got a high pitch count, um, good at limiting some damage. And so he's somebody I'd want to keep in my pool. However, like there is still some players in that lineup like Perez and Witt that I'm I'm somewhat worried about. So I wouldn't mind maybe playing some of the offense on the other side as well. Um as some one-offs, but uh, I'm down to get to a little bit of Perez. Yeah, I kind of want to see what the lineup looks like. Um, I mean, they do have – they're pretty deep right-handed. So if they do end up throwing a lot of righties at Perez, I don't know what his ceiling is here. And, I mean, overall, like, pitching on the slate, there's not a lot of ceiling, but I feel like you're going to have more ceiling most time than Perez. I I don't hate it. But, like, the site – I'd really want to play like Perez on is like Fanduel, right? Go out, get the win, get a quality start, throw six or seven innings. He's ninety six hundred over there. Like I'm playing Rogers over him every time. So I'm just I struggle with Perez's ceiling on the slate. I don't disagree with you. I think he go he'll go out and he'll limit the damage. And then going to the other side, um, Singer, twenty three and a half percent K's, uh, decent to both sides of the plate. Any interest here in Singer? Look, I was telling I I brought it up in the crunch time chat that I was making a admittedly at the time stupid stand and donating my money, and I was talking to you a little bit about it off screen, playing a decent amount of Brad Keller and MMEs today, just because the lineup that uh, Texas put out was so strikeout heavy. If they do it again, I'm assuming this was just a day off situation, like. I'm assuming Jonah Heim is going to be back in for Leon, and we're going to see uh, some of the a few other of these better hitters back in the lineup. But if we do get a 25 plus percent K rate uh, in the Texas lineup again, I'm definitely down to fire up Brady Singer in tournaments. He's a solid strikeout pitcher. 
he had got up to 85 pitches last game, had eight Ks. Yeah, he gave up four home runs. Um, but this is a guy we've seen have talent in the past. And so his pitch count's increasing. I, I like him for tournaments. Yeah, I don't think he's a crazy tournament play. His ERA is sitting around eight and his ex-fip and Sierra are under four. Um, so the advanced numbers definitely support, you know, taking some shots on him. He's a low walk rate guy. His strikeout rate should kind of come up a little bit. It's at 21.7%. He sits around like that 23 to 24% from what we've seen since 2020. Um, and his swinging strike rate is still there. So I, I definitely don't mind a little bit of tournament exposure to Singer. Um, I'm with you on that one. I, I don't hate it. Um, as far as the Texas bats go, I mean, this lineup just keeps hitting. They just keep hitting. <laughs> they keep stealing bases. They it, like it doesn't make a lot of sense if you look at like the numbers. But I mean, I think we have to at least respect Texas at this point. Um, I mean, they, they keep swinging good bats, even with bad numbers. If they're going to strike out a lot and hit for a lot of power, let's just keep playing pitchers against them and keep stacking them up every single night because they're kind of one of those teams at this point in the year where it seems like they're either going to put up a big number or they're going to just get struck out at time. And so um, I want to play some singer, but I'm definitely down to play some Texas bats on the other side. The guy I would probably want to focus on would be Semyon. I'd be down with getting some low. Um, if Jankowski's batting second, I think that's fine as well. Uh, Dallas Garcia is finally starting to hit the ball better after a kind of a ugly start to the season. And so um, I'm interested in a Texas stack and I'm interested in singer against them. All right. Um, the other side of this game, Kansas city, anything standing out to you here for them? If we get that super right-handed lineup, if, and if like, I'm assuming wit, I haven't looked at the price, but I'm assuming wit is still super cheap on FanDuel. Um, I like the price of like a, I like a wit Perez. So, yeah, so like not as good as he was when he was in like that 2,800 range, but I like a Perez-Witt mini stack. And then on DraftKings, if we get that super right-handed lineup, if you if you want to do something where you're playing like a, a Scherzer and a Justin Steele together, making a KC stack is a is a cheap, viable way going to guy going to guys like Oliveras and Franmil Reyes on top of Witt and Perez. Um, that I think would be kind of like a reasonable contrarian way to pay up for pitching. All right. So two things really quick. I think um, I don't full stack against Perez here. And I do want to note, like maybe I have more interest in Perez than I initially thought Kansas city has a 32% K rate this season against left-handed pitching. Um, So maybe Perez has a little bit higher upside than like my initial thought process, but with Perez Reyes, um, Dozier, Duffy, I mean, they all hit left-handed pitching well. So, like, I could see this going either way. Um, so, don't mind, you know, potentially taking some shots either way here. But those would be the five bats for what it's worth. If I'm looking at Kansas City, it'd be wet. Witt, Perez, Reyes, Dozier, Duffy. But it'd be a, it'd be a three-man stack. It wouldn't be a full five-man stack here. All right. As we continue to roll on, we got Philadelphia at Chicago taking on the White Sox. Eight and a half total in this game. Pick em game. Walker and Clevenger facing off against each other. Any interest here in Tajon Walker? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I mean, if his price wasn't so high, maybe, but at 9-9 on DraftKings, no, not at all. That's going to be an X button for me. What's his, uh, what's his price over on FanDuel? Um, 8K. I think he's a viable option on FanDuel. I wouldn't touch him on DraftKings. Yeah, you're supposed to be the FanDuel guy, by the way. Um, yeah, I was, but then I realized that uh, I can make more money at draft on, on DraftKings, and so I play MME there and all the small contests every night. <laughs> there you go. Um, I can't even see those contests. It's so, um, and I can't on FanDuel, right? And so, like, it's so fun to be able to. 150 max a one dollar contest and a 50 cent contest every night that's i just enjoy the process of kind of going through each team making my player pool adjusting my exposure stuff like that i have fun doing it and so getting to play those contests and still do that every day it's it's been quite a bit of fun yeah i mean walker i think he's okay um there's a lot of strikeouts in this lineup so like if you want to attack like the strikeout upside here for chicago i don't mind taking some shots on walker but i think i'm with you i think he's more of like a fandal play i just i don't want to pay 9900 for tajan walker um the the pitch counts there he's faced the he faced like the same team back to back and i mean that's always a downgrade and he actually pitched better the second time uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to pay this price tag for him. His walks are concerning too, even though this has been a pretty low walk rate team this season. Um, I think they're like second or third fewest walks against right-handed pitching this season. Um, I think, cause I know they're not even in double digit walks yet against right-handed pitching. So, or left-handed pitching. Now I can't remember. Don't you hate when you do that? Like when you're like thinking about something and you're like, is it left-handed pitching or right-handed pitching that they walk with? So they would definitely be double-digit walks against righties, though. They have 32. Yeah, it was lefties. I hate when I do that in my head. Anyway, um, Clevenger on the other side of this game, 7,900. He's had a couple decent starts this season. Any interest here in Clevenger? No, not for me. I don't really ever like playing Clevenger, so I'm going to ignore him. There are some guys on the Philly side I'm interested in playing, though. So the advanced stats for Clevenger just scream that he's been extremely lucky. Um, so if you want to like attack like some reverse, like what is it, negative re- regression. Um, so if you want to like attack some of that, I mean, this guy's a 6.5 X fit with a 2.2 ERA strikeout rate under 20% with a 14% walk rate. Uh, so he's ran really good to start the season. So if you want to attack some advanced stats, 
go ahead and start loading up on some Philly bats here. Yeah, and like Kyle Schwarber at $3,200 on FanDuel. That's probably one of the first players I'm plugging into a, a cash game if I'm doing that over there. And then guys like Turner, Schwarber, Real Muto, Castellanos, um, Stott if he's uh, leading off again. I, I like Philly as a hopefully contrarian stack. Jordan Alvarez finally on the board. It wasn't great, but we'll take it. Um, yeah, I, I like Philly. I, I think this is a great spot for them. I really like Marsh. He's been hitting the ball like low key, really great um, to start the year. So, like, if you want to, you want to take uh, a guy that might not even be owned at all at like forty seven hundred today. Um, take some shots on Brandon Marsh. Like I said, he's 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 hitting the ball really well. I think he's at like a. He's at 344, 500 Woba, um, 344 ISO, 500 Woba against right-handed pitching to start the season. So uh, I like Walsh. White Sox bats, anything standing out to you here against Walker? No, I'm not going to like, if you want to include Robert, like Robert in as like a one-off, I'm okay with that, but I don't want to play any of these guys. I mean, they really just don't have like left-handed power to attack him. Um he is kind of neutral splits, but yeah, I mean, they just don't really have like that like giant power to really attack him. I mean, like maybe like a Jake Berger one off. Um, I don't even love that though, but he's 3,200. And I mean, he had what three home runs straight at going into um, Tuesday's game where he went over four. So um, if you want a, a served burger there you go all right we got mets and dodgers eight and a half total in this game and the mets are a 136 favorite scherzer and Syndergaard. all right i like it let's uh let's talk max scherzer first finally decent start um i, I mean still like it wasn't a dominating start still three walks six strikeouts only gave up one hit in 97 pitches um I mean, what are your thoughts here when it comes to Max Scherzer? I hope he's low owned. I hope he's not so going badly. to be not on this slate. It's just me. I hope people see the Dodgers and he doesn't go as high as he's supposed to go. But with no Mookie Betts, no Will Smith, yes, there are still some great hitters in there like Freddie Freeman and Max Muncie. But this isn't really isn't that terrifying of a lineup with no Betts or uh, Smith in there. And so uh, I hope we kind of – like, obviously, he's not going to be low-owned. He's not going to be contrarian. Betts is supposed I'm... to be back for this game, for what it's worth. Oh, well, never mind. That's a quick trip to the paternity list. Um, yeah, he – there's a report from Dave Roberts that came out around 7 o'clock saying that is expected to return from the paternity list Wednesday and can serve as the team's starting shortstop. Crazy. And at shortstop, I, I just too. I read it and I, I figured I'd let you know. Yeah, no, that's good. That's cool that he's playing shortstop too. First thought, uh, first started shortstop in his MLB career. Um, but uh, I mean, yeah, if Betts comes out, obviously that adds to the danger significantly. Um, and if that lineup that we do see is is a nice strong lineup today for for them for the Dodgers, then it's like yeah, he'll be a he'll be a tournament guy for me. He probably wouldn't be like a single entry. Uh, player i'll probably go elsewhere but definitely somebody i'm still probably going to try and get even or or overweight to the field on 
Yeah, I mean, he's played some second base. Maybe it's just a typing error. Um, gosh, could you imagine if we get Mookie some shortstop eligibility? Um, that would be fantastic. But, yeah, I mean. It makes sense, not... like, because I guess, yeah, Taylor's still out. So who else is going to start there? Rojas? Yeah, Taylor's banged up um, his left side, I think, for Taylor. So. With Lux is like their future shortstop. He's just out. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't have an issue playing Scherzer. I will say like his advanced stats have not been great. So if you do play some Scherzer and you're playing more than like 10 lineups, build a hedge stack. Um, his, like I said, his advanced stats have not been great this year. So I think if I'm looking at him, I'm definitely building at least one hedge stack here. Um. Noah Syndergaard, any interest in him? No, absolutely not. Interested in stacking against him, though. Yeah, I mean, nine strikeouts against the Cubs last time out. But like we talk about all the time when it comes to the Mets against right-handed pitching, they're just a high-contact team. Um, High walk rates, like, I mean, this is a spot. I don't want to have anything to do with Syndergaard, but I have a ton of interest in a guy like Brandon Nimmo here. Um, I mean, stolen base wise, he's a guy that, you know, can get on base so many different ways. Um, he has like a 25% walk rate against right-handed pitching this season. And all we need is him to get on base. Cause if he gets on base against Syndergaard, um, he's going to steal his multiple hits in four of his last five games going into Tuesday night. So I think this is a great spot for um, at least Nimmo. I, I mean, I have a ton of interest in the Mets in general. Here's the thing. Nimmo, he's going to walk or single his first at bat. Lindor, he's going to walk or single his first at bat. They're going to double steal second and third base to get into (laughs) scoring position. And it's not going to matter because Pete Alonso is then going to knock the ball all the way out of the park for a three-run home run. Um, Yeah, I love Lindor. I love Nimmo. I really like Pete Alonso. Um, and guys like Marte, uh, anybody with speed, I, I'm very interested in playing against uh, Syndergaard. Um, Dodgers bats, anything here? If running 150 lineups like I am, I'm not going to try and stack, but I like a full stack, but I don't hate the idea of like, I mean, even a four-man stack, I don't think is would be crazy because it's the Dodgers, like doing something like Outman, Muncy, Freeman, Betts. I think that could be in play. Um, but I mean, this team is just tough to stack in general because, like, for some reason on DraftKings, Betts doesn't even have his second base eligibility anymore. He's just outfield. So that makes this team a lot tougher uh, to stack up. And not that I really want to stack up against Scherzer, but I don't think it's crazy to try and one-off Muncie or Freeman or maybe even Betts. Yeah, I think, like like I said, I think LA would be a hedge stack for me today if I'm playing Max. Um, that's, how I would, I, that's how I would look at them on today's slate. All right, cruising along. We got four more games. Colorado, Pittsburgh at Colorado. We're going to Coors. We got Oviedo against Gomber in this one. I will note that there is some potential weather in this game, so we're going to have to see what um, Kevin Roth has to say about it in the morning. I'm not a weather person. Uh, it looks like it could be like late game weather, so I'm not overly concerned about it. But I just wanted to note 
we have to check um, the weather on this one. So, um, I mean, pitchers really quick here. Any interest in Yoan Oviedo? I shouldn't, right? Tell me not to because the guy's been not bad, and I know it's Coors, but he's got a high pitch count. He's getting strikeouts. Tell me I shouldn't play this guy. I mean, I'm not going to tell you that. I think if you wanted to take shots on him, I don't think it's the craziest thing. We talked about him. I don't remember who I was doing the podcast with that day, but we talked about him against um, St. Louis last time out. Like, And I think he had a really good game. So I, I think if you wanted to take some shots, um, I mean, you're just you're really just fading like Bryant, Crone, Blackman, McMahon. So like the bottom half of the lineup for the Rockies, still not great. His pitch mix, um, he throws a lot of sliders, which shouldn't hurt him as much. You know, so cores, if you're on YouTube, you're watching me right now, but on cores, any pitch that kind of breaks downward is going to be affected more um, than side-to-side pitches. So I don't hate the idea at 6,900 for a guy that, you know, has the strikeout ability that Oviedo has, 25% Ks. So I think he just comes down to a large field tournament play that is – He's kind of underpriced at 6,900 here. Um, Gomber on the other side, I definitely like Pittsburgh more against right-handed pitching, um, but Gomber's just not good either. No, no, he's really not. Like, there's a world where Gomber reaches value at 5-7 on DraftKings, but not going to touch him. And then on the Pittsburgh side, in terms of bats... Brian Reynolds, I think, is he's he's expensive, but he's a strong play. Andrew McCutcheon still hits lefties very well. Santana and Joe are fine, so like you're gonna get a you're you can cheaply stack cores, and so because of that, there's no problem with it uh, whatsoever. But it's really gonna depend on ownership for me. Wilson Contreras um, hitting some home runs finally. If you're a Cardinals fan, which I know we got some Cardinals fans in chat, um, that's good to see. You want to see him get going. I'm not playing Gomber. Low strikeout rate guy. Gives up a ton of power. And the Rockies used uh, – I mean, they're in the process of using two of their bullpen lefties. I don't know how if they'll go back-to-back days with them. So, um, I mean, for Pittsburgh, as far as the bats go, Hayes, I like Reynolds way more from the left side of the plate than the right side, but he is a switch hitter. So, Hayes, Reynolds, Joe – um, obviously McCutcheon, if Castro's in there, Castro in a small sample size has hit left-handed pitching really well this year. So I think he takes some shots on Castro. Um, what are your thoughts on the Pittsburgh bats? Yeah, like it really depends on ownership for me. McCutcheon would be my, my favorite here, but if, if they're going to be chalky, I don't want to play Pittsburgh. If Pittsburgh is coming in, lower owned than Colorado, lower owned than St. Louis, maybe lower owned than a couple other teams, then then I'm going to have a lot more interest because it's Coors. But if they're going to be one of the like the top chalky team on the slate or number two, then I'll probably try and get underweight. I just I just let me let you know they're going to be popular. Um, they're in Coors and Gomber's not good. All right, let's talk Rocky Popular, bats. yes, but tops like the number one own stack on the board, then I'm going to load up on St. Louis. You know what I mean? But if St. Louis yeah. is one, Colorado's two, and Pittsburgh's three or four, then I have a lot more interest. 
I have a hard time seeing Pittsburgh not be the top owned stack on the slate for what it's worth. Um, Rockies bats. I mean, it, it's the guys that I said you kind of have to, if you're playing Oviedo, you have to avoid, right? It's Bryant, Blackman, Crone, McMahon. But I mean, I definitely like the Pittsburgh side way more than I like the, you know, Colorado side here. Yeah, I always like playing Colorado a lot more when they're facing a lefty. Crone absolutely can get a homer anytime he uh, t- like he puts the bat on the ball. But like uh, Colorado's again going to depend on ownership for me. If they're going to end up being a very chalky team, I'm going to take more uh, Ovi- Oviedo shots. If they're going to be the number thir- three or the number four own stack today, then I'll probably try and get over the field. All right, we are moving on. We got Cubs and Athletics. No, I mean there is a total out. It's eight, and the Cubs are a eight or a one seventy two favorite on a couple books here. Um, haven't seen who is expected to start. I saw um, a report that it could be Miller. Let's go steal first, though, and I'll, I'll try to see if I can pull up some more stuff here. Um, whether or not who's going to be starting for Oakland or not. But uh, what are your thoughts on Steele? So on FanDuel with that price tag, I definitely think you can go elsewhere. But on DraftKings, he will be my highest owned pitcher by a lot. Yeah, I mean, he's he's in a great spot. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a I think it's a fantastic spot for him. Oakland's not good. Sorry, I was in the middle of trying to figure it out. You're, but yeah, I mean, good. I, I should, I should have, I should have ranted for a little longer on you that. Could've. Like, you could have. No, it's this, fine. <laughs> you look at this um, Oakland lineup. There's just so few at bats for anyone against the lefty, but all of them are just red, 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 red. Nobody has uh, hit one, hit one out yet. The only one in his career who's been around a little longer, who has at times had some success really against lefties, is Diaz. But Almeida's Diaz hasn't really been that strong of a hitter in quite a few years now. And so, um, yeah, like Steele at $9,700 on DraftKings, I will have him in at bare minimum 50% of my lineups, but probably closer to 100% than 50%. I mean, Steele, I think he is um, – he's in a great spot just in general here. So we'll we'll see how it pans out, but I mean, as of right now, um, he's a top arm. Like what he's been able to do this season with strikeouts and limited damage against a team that really, I mean, they just don't have a lot of power, like you were talking about. So um, you just, if you're playing steel, I just feel like you want it to be on the right side of Babbitt um, today. So uh, going to the other side. Okay, so everything that I read here is sources are saying that. Mason Miller will get called up and start in this game. Um, he is not, not in, in the, the player, player pool. pool on DraftKings. Yeah, so not in the player pool on DraftKings. It'll be interesting to see if they add him. I doubt they will add him with it being an early start slate. Uh, but if they do, I mean, talented prospect. This is way early than anybody kind of expected. Uh, Big time fastball, good slider, decent changeup terrible command i mean this is one of the reasons that everyone everything that i've read is kind of shocked that he's getting called up but um big time strikeout guy so if you want to i mean if he is in the player pool if he gets added 
Um, if you want to take some shots on him against the Cubs, I wouldn't talk you off of it uh, by any means. So, if he's going to be 4K on DraftKings when yeah. he's added to the pool, I tell you, I will be taking a lot of shots. Yeah, I mean, that's where you. That's where it would be interesting. Um, if he doesn't get added, obviously it doesn't matter. If he doesn't pitch, it obviously doesn't matter. But everything that I read is he's expected to get called up here and start this game. Uh, as far as the Cubs' bats go, I mean, big-time fastball is always concerning, but the walks um, and command potentially being, like, his biggest drawback. Um, I haven't done a ton of research on Mason uh, Miller because I didn't know. Like, this report came out, like, an hour, hour and a half ago, and I looked at this late, like, three hours ago. So um, did not do, like, a deep dive on him, so that's my bad, but – I, I mean, he projects as a, a really solid like strikeout pitcher that might give up some home runs. So maybe you take some shots on the Cubs bats here. Yeah, especially if he's going to be there's that potential for him to be wild in addition to giving up that power. We know that these Cubs bats have some power in their lineup. So especially if he's going to be a guy that's going to be 4K, I'm going to be probably getting a decent amount of him at pitcher. And then I'm going to make sure that I'm getting uh, to quite a bit of the Cubs as a, as a stack as well, because I feel like there's a pretty good chance either he's going to have a high strikeout game or he's going to get lit up. I mean, basically any new pitcher, um, like any, any like rookie pitcher getting called up is like, that's always your concern. Um, it's just, again, like everything I read about him is like, Big fastball, over 100-mile-an-hour fastball. Um, everything that I read, though, TJ, was like 2025, 2024 reliever. So I, I don't know. Um, it'd be interesting to see how – I'll, I'll, if he starts, I'll definitely be watching because I'm, I'm, I'm legit curious. Uh, any interest in the Oakland bats here? Zero. Could not be less interested in a team on this slate than I am the Oakland bats. <laughs> I mean, game theory wise, if Steele's going to be the highest stone pitcher on the DraftKings, maybe you throw a stack out there, but I don't build enough lineups to get there. So, all right, Milwaukee at Seattle. This game is currently at eight and a half, and the Mariners are 132 favorite. We got Marco Gonzalez against Eric Lauer. Two soft tossing lefties facing off against each other here. Um, any interest here in Eric Lauer? No. Zero interest in Eric Lauer today. Lots of interest in stacking against them, though. Yeah, he's run so good this year. I mean, he's been so – he got so lucky last time out against San Diego. Um, Yeah, ton of interest in the Seattle Bats. Can't wait to talk about them. We'll talk about them in just a second. One of my favorite stacks on the slate. Um, any interest in Marco Gonzalez on the other side? Nope. Absolutely not. I can never play Marco Gonzalez, especially not at 8.1K on DraftKings. Yeah, 13% Ks, 5X FIP on the season. Um, not a huge upside guy. I mean, he, he'll go out and he'll limit damage from time to time. What are your thoughts here on the Brewers' bets? I think they make for a very interesting mini stack. I don't know how much interest I have against in full stacking against uh, Gonzalez just because he's like, he's typically had decent control, you know, he'll get lit up by a couple of righties in the game, but there's a reason why he's been around soft tossing so long. Um, and so I don't know if I have a ton of interest in a full stack, 
but guys like Contreras at catcher at a one-off and uh, Willie Adamas at shortstop, he's one of my favorite uh, tournament one-offs. Yeah, I don't mind looking at some one-offs here or even a secondary stack. Anderson, um, Joey Weimer. Uh, yeah, Joey Weimer, he's actually hit left-handed pitching really well to start the season. Um, I don't know if he'll crack the lineup or not. I would assume he cracks the lineup. But, yeah, I mean, he's been decent against lefties to start the year. And Anderson, throughout his career, has been better against left-handed pitching. So, uh, let's talk about these Seattle bats, though. I mean, I, I love this spot. I don't think Eric Lauer is a great pitcher. Um, I think he run he's running really good. I mean, he has a in, – in 59 plate appearances against righties this season, he has a 396 Woba, a 288 ISO, and he's allowing 51% fly balls on 54% hard contact. So – I mean, when I'm looking at those numbers, I'm like, all right, give me Rodriguez and France and Suarez and Riley and Teoscar Hernandez. Like, just let me load up on the right-handed Seattle bats here. A hundred percent. Like, this is another one that I – if if Pittsburgh and Colorado will be the two highest-owned stacks on the slate, then I'm going to be just so overweight on St. Louis and Seattle. These are the two teams that I just absolutely love targeting for tournaments. If I was running a single entry, if I do run a single entry, it'll probably be with these two teams. Hernandez, Rodriguez, Raleigh, Suarez. My goodness, just I absolutely love uh, those uh, those four. You can round it out with either uh, France or even, even Kalinich uh, uh, here as the final guy in your stack. Um, I love Seattle today. All right, we finish it out with Atlanta at San Diego. This game is a nine total. It's a pick em game. It's I don't understand the pick em part of this game for what it's worth. I really I think that the money line for the Braves is really interesting here at minus one hundred eight. Charlie Morton against Nick Martinez, and this is a pick em game. Um, I mean, I I think Charlie Morton's definitely the better pitcher here. And I think Atlanta is the better offense. So I don't understand. I know like home road, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is, I, I think starting with Charlie Morton, do you have any interest in him in this spot? No, he's a bit too expensive for me for a tough matchup against San Diego, a nice patient team. I don't think I'm going to be getting to Morton. Yeah. I think Morton um, is okay. He just, he, honestly, he's just struggling to miss bats to start the year. And until we see him like start to miss more bats, it's really tough to play him. If I was running 150 lineups, he'd be in my player pool today. I'm not running 150 lineups. Um, I don't even think I'd get to Morton on like a 20 inch max build today um, for what it's worth. And then Nick Martinez, there's no way I'm playing this guy. Um, no way. No, absolutely not. Braves, incredibly interesting today. Nick Martinez, not so much. Yeah, like no sense. Um, yeah, I mean, Nick Martinez, 5.5 XFIP on the season, 14% walk or strikeouts, 13% walks. Um, Atlanta is one of the best offenses in baseball. Really like Olsen, Murphy, Riley, Acuna, Albies. Um, yeah, Atlanta, definitely a stack you're looking at on the slate. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. Because that's the thing when you're facing Atlanta, right, is if you're a right-handed pitcher, you can target pitchers against Atlanta. I often really like some of my favorite tournament targets are pitchers against Atlanta because if they're a high upside or if they're a high strikeout pitcher, Atlanta's lineup is absolutely loaded with strikeouts against right-handed pitching. 
with this lineup that they uh, that they that they throw out there, it's like a twenty five uh, plus percent str- uh, strikeout rate. And so uh, I'm always interested in picking on them for tournaments if we got a high strikeout rate guy. But against somebody like Martinez, if you're not striking out these Atlanta bats, if you're letting if you're pitching to contact and you're letting them hit the ball, they got so much power from Acuna to Olsen to Riley to Murphy, Albies, uh, and even some of these lefties that they're just going to throw in there like Rosario. I uh, I like Atlanta quite a bit. Uh, they they round out my top three favorite stacks outside of course. Yeah, I hope Hillard cracks the lineup today. He's twenty five hundred. Um, Sam Hillard has power too. Like he's another guy you can put on that list as far as power goes. So um, I hope he cracks the lineup today. I, I'm hoping that he cracks the lineup over like Ozuna or uh, or Pilar. I would assume that like that could happen. So we'll have to kind of see. Um, but yeah, I, I like the spot for him. As far as San Diego goes, I mean, I think they're stack stackable. Like, if you wanted to play them, I think that's how – like, they're just – the guys you want are, are somewhat expensive. So, like, if you're playing Soto, Bogarts, and Machado, well, then I'm going to add, you know, two of these cheaper bats to, like, just kind of round out a stack, um, whether it be a guy like Matt Carpenter or whoever it may be, um, just looking at, like, this low – like, the cheaper um, the cheaper bats to, to round out a stack. Yeah, I like it. I'll get to a little bit of Grisham. I'll get to some Cronenworth. I'll get to some Cruz. I think they make for an interesting tournament stack. Pardon me, an interesting tournament stack just in case uh, Morton isn't on his game. We don't really like, there's a few offenses we really like, but there aren't that many in like great spots today. And so this is a team I would put in a similar vein as like Philadelphia and and Cleveland, where they're not one of my top targets, but I do like them. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Love me some day baseball. Can't wait for the slate. Um, If you haven't already, join the morning grind league over there on DraftKings. I tweeted out the link for the um, league yesterday, so just go through my tweets and find it. (laughs) Simple. I don't tweet a lot anymore. Um, Join our league, and I've been posting a a 50-man each day and having some fun with you guys. Um, Right now, Panther Pitt is in the lead of the contest, so... Um, I know the guy in third. All right, under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who do you got today? For Sorry, talking about that San Diego game, uh, Derek in chat says, for what it's worth, uh, Bogarts uh, took a pitch off the hand tonight. I was checking to see if he left the game. No, apparently he's still in there. At least, at least no one else has batted yet. So I think he'll probably be okay. But it's a day game. You never know. He could rest. That could bump up uh, Charlie Morton a little bit if there's no Bulgarts in that lineup. But under 8K to uh, strike a lot of people out today, I'm going to go with uh, Brady Singer. Yeah, I don't hate that. Um, I'm going to go Alex Cobb. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Eric Lauer. Yeah, I like that call a lot. I mean, just because I'm not playing this guy, I hope he doesn't do well. But give me Tajon Walker. I think he's just too expensive. Over 4K to hit a home run not in cores. Who's going yard today? What was the price again, sorry? Over 4K, not in cores. Home run. Over 4K, not in cores. Kyle Schwarber. I like that. Um, I'm going to go Paul Goldschmidt against Bumgarner. I'm pretty sure 
now that I think about it, I'm pretty sure um, Paul Goldschmidt owns Madison Bumgarner too. If you like the old BVP, um, I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but I'm pretty sure he owns him. Uh, give me a guy under 4K to get two hits today. Let's go with. Where is he? Uh, there he is. Uh, Tommy Edmond. Edmond. Um, I'm going to go Weimer, man. I think that he's really interesting on today's slate. So give me Weimer. Stack to score six or more runs today. St. Louis. I like it. Um, I'm going to go Seattle. I really like the Mariners today. I think this is a great spot for them. If you want a sneaky stack, Arizona is the sneaky stack for me, but I really like uh, Seattle today. So, uh, Anybody have Goldschmidt's BVP pulled up? I'm curious. I'm pretty sure. I don't have it pulled up. I'll look it up when I get done. Uh, TJ, any final thoughts before we get out of here? The best odds for Kyle Schwarber to hit a home run right now for tomorrow are on FanDuel for 2.30. And apparently our projection... I mean, I guess this could still be... You know what? Maybe this is still uh, the night before. Maybe I'm looking at scores and odds a little bit too early here. But uh, Kyle Schwarber looking very good to hit a home run. Yeah, it's still um, the night before. But yeah, I, got I did excited. that like two weeks ago already. Um, anyway... I'm trying to like quickly pull up Paul Goldschmidt versus Madison Bumgarner. I'll tell you what, Stevie, while you're pulling that up, I caught. He's hitting 342 with four home runs and six, 60 RBIs in 90 plate appearances. So I guess it's not as much as I thought it was. So great average, not a ton of, not a ton, ton of homers, but uh, not, uh, not poorly by any means. Stevie, I caught so many toga kisses the other day. Nice. It was community day. Yeah. I powered up. Uh, my guy is looking pretty good now. Stevie got me back on the Pokemon Go train. I'm I'm back like I never left now. There you go. Um, I tend to play. It's like my, my kids enjoy it, so I tend to play. Um, there's an update. I just trying to open it. But I was going to wrap it up here for Wednesday. Enjoy some day baseball. We'll be back on Thursday talking more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We will see you then.